I'm Tara Oldridge and you're listening to The Smart Woman Show. I believe that every woman has a powerful, profitable, and impactful business inside of them that God has called them to create. This podcast is for women who have a deep sense that they want more, more out of life, relationships, and business. This show is going to give you the tools to be everything God created you to be by sharing strategies, tactics, and heart-centered lessons so you can stop stopping yourself at the fear of the unknown and finally take your inspired vision and turn it into an impactful business. There's no excuses here. Are you ready to commit? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Smart Woman Show. Hello, hello, Andy Audit in the house. I don't know why I decided to like introduce the show like I was in an arena or something, but I'm just feeling you. I'm feeling you this morning. That's how it's got to be. Why not? You know, why not introduce the, introduce the show like this, like that, man? You know, I, I, was, at an, I was at an event and they had, uh, I think his name was Bruce, a UFC world champ, uh, the, the person that, that uh, interviews and brings in all the, all the, like all the fighters, Conor McGregor and all the fighters. And he was the one introducing all the speakers. And I said, man, like that energy is what set the tone for the rest of the event. So this energy is what sets the tone for the rest of the podcast. Let's rock and roll. I love it. Okay. So we're talking about fighters there. I have like two pages. I was taking notes. I was watching all of you have so much stuff online. I was taking notes. Like you're just like everything you say, it's like one liner after one liner after one liner. And my favorite thing that you said was the very first thing that I wrote down. And that was success is inevitable. If you know the formula, boom, like no big deal. Okay. So, and, and you got to share the formula. I I can only share a little bit about it. A little, a little bit of it. (laughs) Can't can't give it all away. Plus, honestly, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you're, you're like, you're, you're, you're trying to cram. You, it's hard. How hard would it be to cram uh, from first grade to 12th grade in either like a podcast or 12th, first grade to 12th grade in a, in one, in a one day seminar or, uh, you know, one first year to, to 12th year in, in a one day in a seven week training? It's nearly impossible to do all that. <laughs> it's nearly yeah. impossible. I wish you could see his face right now. He's looking at me like with he's he's so sincere about what he's saying. He's it's nearly impossible. And you're right, it is. Okay. So Yeah, so because because people you know, but the thing is Tara, like people want that so bad and I'm like, damn, like mm-hmm. you wanna know and it's and it's small adjustments. It's all it is I was at the gun range. I'm I'm a I'm a gun owner, so I have like my case here and stuff like that. And I'm I'm shooting my I'm shooting my weapon and this this was a date by the way so like the girl is with me the, and, and we're shooting the weapon and I shoot at the head I'm shooting at the guy's head now I've shot guns many I own one for a while now I've, I'm shooting at the head and I'm like bang 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 and then we bring back the target and the target the, where where all the holes are is to the left of the head like I missed the head completely it's to the left of the head. And I'm like, man, I was off by literally one degree, one centimeter. That would have been the aim on point. So I'm teaching her how to shoot. And I'm saying, look, you know, it's these, it, you got to continue to practice and perfect the craft of the, of, of the game. So that's what I believe success is, where it's like, yo, I, I'm doing exactly what he's doing. I look at him. He has his stance. He has the gun in his hand a certain way. He has the trigger out. 
I'm doing everything that he's doing, but with the off by one degree, we missed the mark by one degree. How did that date go? <laughs> oh, I'm amazing. <laughs> amazing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was listening. I was listening, Andy, but all I could think about was this girl watching you go bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Oh, okay. Man. So what? Okay. That, so you missed your that, mark. That was, that was it. Was an amazing experience. Okay. So you missed your mark, and what I'm really hearing you say, which I've already heard you say, so I know you're saying this, is you've got to commit yourself to mastery. <laughs> yes. Yes, man. You you on it? Yeah. You you got to commit yourself to mastery, and I think that's what the difference between the the, the two is. And I, and I think what you saw was something that I recently uh, promoted with uh, uh, Kobe Bryant. And I, I recognize that, especially seeing, studying Kobe, studying, studying the understanding is that when you look at Kobe's, when you look at Kobe Bryant and success and you see him shooting, I think what a lot of people fail is, is that they see people in the game and they try to duplicate what they did in the game. And recognizing that Kobe has, a, has that one degree of a, an advantage, similar to how I shot the, the gun, has that one degree of advantage versus another person. Why? Because of that practice that he had to recognize that, hey, at this specific centimeter, and he, did, he can't calculate it in his brain, but at this specific centimeter, let go of the pressure. And the, the ball will take its toll and, and then go in the hoop. And you do that so many times that, hey, I know at this point I stop. Like for me, I, I, like when I shoot, for some reason, when I kick my right leg out, I don't know the balance, I go backwards a little bit, and I, I have just enough pressure to shoot the ball, and it always goes in. So you got to commit yourself to mastery, have that understanding that you got to continually practice, and that's what makes success uh, inevitable. That's the formula. That's part of the formula. And it sounds also like your shot to any of – it doesn't have to be even a pro baller, but just anybody else's shot is different because it's different for you. And so there's no point in you taking a look at your friend's shot and trying to compare yourself saying, well, he does it that way. I'm going to try it that way. You just got to do what's true to you, right? What's yeah. true to your shot. So let's bring it down to like a, a, a technical or tactical understanding. There is a, what I've discovered is, and, and you have as well, Tara, and whether it's uh, conscious or subconscious, that there is literally a formula for success. Mm -hmm. Like for example, in the sales call, I, in the, prior to uh, this podcast, I was on a call with my senior uh, marketing manager, and we were changing the script in the, in the sales guide for our sales call. And I was sharing that, hey, before a, a presentation is done, these things have to be checked off. It doesn't matter how it's checked off. It could be done in an email. It could be done in a text message. It could be done on the call. But these things have to get checked off. The customer must know, like, and trust Andy Audate, the brand, before we do a presentation, before you present the solution. And the customer must know, like, and trust the brand. So how do we get the person to know the brand? It can be done on a call. So there is a formula. There is, like, a system to follow. And I think where you add your pizzazz is on your personality. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So one thing that I found interesting about you, I mean, you're very, you know, you're very like you don't give a crap, right? Like that's just who you are. And so this is a smart woman show and women just have a tendency to give a crap about what everybody thinks. It's just, it's, I don't know why we're that way, but we care a lot about what people think. 
And one thing that I found interesting on your Instagram is that you talk a lot about God and you talk a lot about your faith and you actually even go as far to use scripture to back you up. And I'm wondering, you know, just, just for the woman listening who may be struggling with, should I really talk about God in my business or is it going to turn off, turn people off? Right. Because that's a conversation that's out there. Like because of all this political correctness that we've got to be under all the time, this pressure to say the right thing all the time, you know, how did you give yourself permission to just like be open about your faith? Well, Tara, first and foremost, I acknowledge you with what you're doing with the show and the influence that you have and the impact that you have for just women as, as, as a group and you being a thought leader and an influencer for women. I think 2020 is the year of the woman. And the, the reason I say that is I say, I, I'm recognizing that, in, especially in the industry of business, in the industry of entrepreneurship, women have been underserved, underprivileged, and um, there's lack of opportunities for women. And I think this, that this is the time where women are, he- are heavily investing into themselves, into their growth, and now at a time where we're truly, I'm starting to see them truly take more action than, the, than in the past. So I acknowledge you for creating this show for the smart, smart woman. And for the women, I, this is my message for, for the women, that there's a group of people that are subtly, how do I say this, believing similar beliefs that you have. So there's the commoners, there's what's common, what's known, what's average. And that's what I talk about in the book, No More Average. So there's, there's what's average and what's known. So it could be, you, have to talk, you can't talk about God. You, can't, you have to talk um, about money, 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 and, and things of that nature. And there's a group of women or there's a group of men who are saying, hey, I recognize that's common, but I don't necessarily believe in that. I don't actually, and I'm scared to share my beliefs. Mm-hmm. What the, the commoners, what the average people or, or the, the masses are looking for is I'm looking for someone to follow that has a similar belief that I do. Mm-hmm. So it's when we understand that I'm not trying to hit everybody. Not really, not every single person knows who Donald Trump is. 7.8 billion people don't know Donald Trump. A large percentage do. But that's because he runs the free world. But even in your space, when you're trying to become successful in your space, you don't necessarily need every single person in the world. But here's the, here's the kicker. That's a good target for you mentally in your marketing strategy, yes. Where you're saying, hey, I need to get the whole world. More pe- not people in California, I need to get the whole world to know me. That's a great idea in your marketing strategy. But realistically, only a certain percentage of the people are going to follow you. Now, here's the thing. I would rather have, and this is, this is just, you talk to any multi-millionaire or, or billionaire, the mindset is very equivalent. I would rather have a thousand people who know Andy Ardate, love Andy Ardate, trust Andy Ardate, spent money with Andy Ardate, than have 2,000 people heard of me one time. Mm-hmm. Now, how do I get that, that 1,000 people to know, love, and trust and invest with Andy all day. I share the belief that everyone else is like, oh, this is taboo, this is bad. And that 1,000 people say, yo, I honestly, I actually feel the same way that this dude feels. Mm. And I just felt so scared to share. So the women who's listening, 
who's saying, I have this belief that goes against society. I have this belief that goes against the norm. Take action on sharing that with the entire fucking world. Why? Because there's a, there's a, group, there's a group of people that's saying like, yo, I feel Tara. Oh my gosh. Like, I don't need, I don't, I don't like those people. Let me tell you, Tara. I was in, in Dallas, Texas. I held, I host seminars throughout the country. So I held a, a, a two city tour in Dallas and in Houston the Progression Conference, which is a, a one-day business training seminar where I teach people sales, marketing, and personal development. And in the, we had a VIP dinner for the people who had, uh, who had purchased products and, and uh, got VIP. And I asked someone, I said, so what, tell me, like, where have you gotten your personal development from? Like, is it Tony Robbins? And they're like, I don't know who Tony Robbins is. I was like, okay. It's like Grant Cardone. I don't know. Who, is it Lisa Nichols? Who, who do you listen to? Uh, I don't know who those people are. I'm like, who do you, then who do you go to? Like, I just know you, Andy. Wow. I said, damn, like, like I only been in this business for two years. I'm, I, I, I'm 24 years old. I, I said, how do you, everyone in this room is older than me. I don't understand. How do you, how is it me? Well, I just connect with you. Like, like you come from a, an impoverished area like I do. And for you to, for you to make it out and live the life that you do, like, I'm so inspired in the mindset that you have, like the fact that you got up on stage and you shared your belief about God. The fact that you got up on stage and you brought up a, an elder to pray before the event and that mindset, like, I like you. I don't know about those other people that you were talking about. And I'm, in my head, I'm like, I thought I wasn't enough. So I think I see that's where a lot of women uh, come from. And I've seen that a lot where I'm not enough, I'm not worthy, and, I, and they suppress themselves. But it's only self-suppression. I think when you own your power, there's a tribe of people who are suddenly going to come out the closet too, or the closet of success and like, oh shit, like I like that person. I'm going to follow that person. That person that comes out of the dirt and like, oh shit, like that, that belief, I like that belief. And that's who you're looking for. You're not looking for the 2000 who just like, I knew him once. You're looking for the 1000 that says, yo, I love you. I need you. I want you. You drive me forward. <laughs> you got the spirit in you, my friend. You got the spirit in you. Were you going to be, you know, I mean, I heard that, you you know, people are relating to you because of, of your, your history. And I was wondering when I was doing my research on you, I thought, man, this guy's got a story and I couldn't find your story. And I know if I, if I would have digged longer, I would have found it, but were you set up to be average or even maybe below average statistically speaking with your, with your, with your, with the way that you were brought up and the, and the circumstances that you were given? So one of the reasons why you can't find my story, Tara, and, and, or it's challenging too, is my personal, like, I disconnected myself. I was hurt. So I want you to, you know, especially from a woman's point of view, I'm coming from the a, a, a position of being a single bachelor who has dated, um, who has dated women in the past and recognizing that there was a common theme with, there was a common theme with, if I'm hurt, one of the responses that I have is to disconnect myself. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm coming from a woman. So this is a smart woman show. Uh, majority of your listeners are women. Mm-hmm. So I want to connect and share like a, a point of view of that. Let's say that you're hurt from a man, a man hurts you. One of the things that you might do at some point is say, I'm emotionally, I emotionally detach myself and I'm, I'm over him. So what I did was just that in my history where I emotionally detached myself from my past. And, and for a, a, a long time, it wasn't until last year I did a podcast where the dude was from, the, the host, the podcast host was from a similar environment that I, that I was from. And he was intrigued 
And let's just say the environment that I come from, um, I, I have friends who are in jail, who are in prison for the rest of their life. Uh, I know murderers, I know drug dealers. I was a drug dealer, uh, blood, blood stained the floor. Um, people are chasing my family members with guns. And it's a, it's a process. I'm scared that a bullet is gonna hit my window. I'm always looking over my shoulder. Um, I've seen people get jumped. I've seen people get hurt. I've seen bad shit, essentially. And I was always in, in protection mode, protection of myself, protection of my environment and, and scarcity. That's the environment that I come from. And what I did was when I moved to California, as soon as I literally touched base in California, I said, forget everything. I emotionally detached myself from my past as much as I possibly could. Now, some of my mannerisms stayed. Some of my, uh, some of, some of my the way that I connect with people stayed. Some of the way I thought about people stayed. Um, and some of my aggression stayed. But my philosophy or my mindset about the past, I left it. Then I did this podcast with somebody. He's, he's trying to dig in. And I'm like, God, I don't want to go there, bro. Like, I'm, and you can see, like, I remember I was feeling so uncomfortable. I was like, bro, I don't want to go there. Like, like let's not, let's, let's talk about, like, like, the successes, man. Like, he's like, but, but people want to see that. People, and then I remember he, he allowed me to share. And, I, and then I started crying on the podcast. I started crying. And I'm like, I don't know why the fuck I'm crying, bro, but this is, so it took me a long time to allow myself to share. And there's so many stories that I've literally stuffed so down that I haven't even shared. Uh, and I just started sharing recently about like what has, what ha where does Andy Day come from? Wow. Thank you so much for just like being vulnerable enough to share that. I'm not going to dig on you right now because that's not what this is about, but I just want to like honor and respect you right now and just say, first of all, thank you for your service to the world because I believe that everybody has a medicine, men and women, they have a medicine inside their heart that God put there and it's unique to each and every one of us and it's specific to healing our little portion of the world and you're using your medicine. Yeah. And that is just, you know, we, we all have our stuff, right? And um, man, I'm just, I'm so honored to even get to know you. So the, you know, to wrap all that up, you could have chose to become a statistic. You could have chose to be less than average. You probably would be in jail right now. And you chose to shine. You chose to give yourself permission to do that. And I'd love to know the moment that you chose that. Currently 25. So a lot of things started in the last 15, last 10 years. So, so let, let's talk about the last 10 years, what has amounted. But now, some point in time where, if we look at, at a 15-year time span, usually what happens is people have a trend of life where they've slowly progressed. Right? What happened with me was this. Okay? And then it's still, it's still going up right now. It, and so in the last, last, since 2014 to now, the last five years has been a, a period of affluence in business where it was an affluent growth. And so 16, 16 introduced to, uh, no, no, 15 introduced to drugs. Someone, someone showed me marijuana and the, the money behind marijuana. 16 got into it. 17 constantly freaked out. People getting guns pulled out, constantly freaked out, 
scared as hell all the time. My dad showed me a way out. I went to private school, so I had that foundation. So I went to private school, uh, you know, God-fearing parents, always praying for me. Some, something happens, I get out. I get out of that, that lifestyle. I get a job at Wendy's. I'm not making the same, I'm not making any money at Wendy's. I start flipping cell phones. I'm flipping cell phones in high school. I, ha I have a hustler's mentality already. But I start flipping cell phones in high school. I realize that there's only so much I can do with cell phones. Uh, with cell phones, like I'm talking about, I get a phone, a cheap phone, put it in a box, clean it up, sell it for $50 more. And I do that enough, 10, 10 phones a week, 500 bucks, $2,000 to a kid in, in, in high school. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Then I, get, then, then I said to myself, hey, I need, a, I need a clean job where I was working at Wendy's at the time. Got a job working at Wendy's. I need a clean job because I always smell like French fries. Started working at a, at a retail outlet selling clothes. They gave me an opportunity to work, to, to choose my hours. Why? Because I was producing results in the giveaway of, of, of cards, membership cards. And the more you give away, the more numbers goes up for the stores in the, in the region. So I was the reason my store was number one. And I was just like, I'm giving stuff away for free. That doesn't make sense. But I knew that, that production meant uh, freedom. When I produce, I get freedom. So I produced. And, and the giveaway of the cards when other people were like, hey, do you want one? No, yes or no. I was like, yo, I'm putting this in your bag. Take that. I'm, I, all I need is your email. And, and I do the rest. So I hit the target. Then they say, hey, hey, what hours do you want? I said, give me all of Sunday because that's time and a half. So give me all of Sunday hours, time and a half. And I realized production equals a freedom. So I get a job working at cell phones. I work at a cell phone store, 18. I get, I get the manager role. And, and I see a black guy walking one day and I'm like, who the fuck is this? Like, is he robbing our store? Like a black guy with earrings, he's bald in a suit. But I'm like, my manager's white, his boss is white, the regional is white. And then the, and I said, who's, I didn't know who the owner was, but the black guy walks in. I go to the office manager. She looks like, actually looks at you a little bit. And I go to the office manager and I'm like, Hey, what's, who's that black guy? He said, that's the owner. I said, that's the owner. You're talking about a black guy is the owner of the store. Like, I, I didn't even know, like, black, we can, people like me can own businesses. Unbelievable. So I, my, mind, my mind opens. A 19, someone believes in me, opens up a cell phone store. I open up a cell phone store. Uh, first, six, first six months, challenging, but I made my first 100 grand. Within 18 months, I made my first million. Now, towards the end of that, that, that 18 months run, uh, what happened was I'm at a gas station, and I'm constantly driving new cars. Every week, I have a new car. So I think I had an Audi at this time or something of that nature. And I pull into the gas station. Now we're in an urban environment. Like the Audi is known. Like the, you see an Audi, it's like you see it through the city. Like it's not like California where it's like, oh, is it Mercedes Benz here or Porsche here? It's yeah. like, over there, it's like, you have an Audi? Like, yeah, everyone knows. So I'm driving this Audi. I'm driving this Audi. I pull up a uh, pump gas and I see someone on the other side of the stall who was from high school. Now I know his friend, his friend was, uh, just, just went to prison. His friend just went to prison for a murder. Um, a couple of weeks prior, his friend, another friend went to prison for taking out a gun and, and, uh, and, uh, waving at people at, on the, on the streets. So I know what gang he also bangs with. And so I said, what's up, man? And like, we were cool. Like we played, we, we did sports in high school together. Like we were, we were cool. And he said, hey, man, I see, you, I see you up now, huh? And essentially what that means is that I see that you've reached another financial level, uh -huh. to put in labels terms. 
So I see you up now, huh? And I'm like, I'm just chilling, man, doing my thing. So I try to brush off the acknowledgement of my, my financial successes. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I brush it off. I'm, saying, I'm just doing my thing, man. I'm just doing my thing. And he, he's, he's like, nah, I see you got people working for you because I had 14 employees by this time. To make that type of money, I had 14 people working for me and I hired people from school, from my, college, from my high school. And he said, nah, I see you got people from, from the school working for you, man. I see you up now. I see you, baby. I see you. All right, man. I catch you around. And he got into his car. Now, I catch you around. What that means is that, hey, man, I see you up and I'm interested in what you have. And to me, I know what the result is that it means someone's going to catch a lick. And to catch a lick means that I'm going to rob you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take what I want. And I said, yeah, I need to get out of here. Like, if I do anything, I need to leave. So I went to my best friend. I said, yo, Peso. I said, yo, bro. Nickname is Peso. I, I said, yo, bro, um, let's move. He said, where you want to go? I said, bro, I don't know how this guy get out of here. He said, he said, uh, like, where though? I'm thinking, okay, Phoenix, Los Angeles, Miami. I said, Los Angeles, bro, Los Angeles. Let's go to LA. What's in LA? I said, I don't, I don't have no clue, bro. I got no clue. I just heard about Beverly Hills and Hollywood on TV, man. Let's go to LA. Took me 86 days, kept on flipping cars, 86 days. I closed down all the businesses, uh, transitioned all the employees to new, new companies, and I took the money, left, came to California, said, hey, yo, I want to become a speaker where I change people's lives. Like, my goal in running the business cell phone store was it was going to be a filtration people, system where all the people that came in my business were going to learn, were going to learn about personal development. So these people are, are working for me. I teach them personal development. And then I would, feel, I would literally change my entire block. That's what my thought process, I'm, think, I'm thinking this is an 18 year old thought. Like, how do I change my hood? And, and, and that didn't work, because it was too slow. Then when I came to California, I still had that mindset. So what I did was I wrote a book specifically for my hood. Like I didn't even write this to become a speaker. I didn't write this to, to become a best-selling author. I didn't give no, like you see the energy, like who I'm trying to attract here, right? Like you see like, and, but the boss thing was, was, a, was a point that I was trying to make. So I wasn't, I, this wasn't for like, you know, corporate America or something. This is for like the streets. And, and when I wrote the book for the, 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 my people, the reason I wrote it was because I felt like I was talking too much. I was, I was talking, trying to change people's mindset and understanding, and it was going in one ear out the other. So I said, listen, I get it. When you're ready, pick up the book. Put it on your shelf. When you're ready, pick up the book. And that's what happened. Some people would say six months down the road, something would happen to them tragically, and then they would like, okay, I need to change my life. They would open up the book and then start going to the process of success. So that was fulfilling. Then I decided to become a speaker, changing people's lives. Um, now, I started off motivational speaking, then I realized that I can only motivate people so much, I need to teach people how to make money so they can actually have freedom. Like, you can be a motivated dummy where you're like, oh my gosh, let's go to the next level. And you're like, what do I do, to, what do, I do though, to get to the next level? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. So part of it was the motivation and in-person development. Then uh, recently, I actually, over the last year, I actually transitioned into give people uh, actual systems and techniques and tactical responses in order to increase the finances in their business and increase their, uh, increase their marketing strategy so that way they can actually have financial backing to change their life. Wow. It is very rare that I have a guest on the show that just 
flows through. I mean, you're, you're an incredible speaker. You're connected to your heart. You're connected to your experience. It's very rare that I don't have to guide the interview. Um, what you've done here today is just give permission across the board in a really like, just get something done. Right. It's yeah. like, there's so many people out there and, and women, let's just speak about women. You know, they're all up in their mom guilt. They're all up in their shame. They're all up in like, maybe, I don't know, like, what's my calling? It's like, no, let's figure it out because you're right. You can be a motivated dummy, but it's all about taking action, like actionable right. steps into what you want to create on this planet. Right. And just like getting into it. Like you didn't waste any time. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, you, you, what were you? 18 years old, I think I gathered, making a million bucks, or was it 19? Like, when 20, did you break seven 20, figures? 21. 21. Unbelievable. 21. And, and you know, uh, leaving the industry, it was like the industry was sucking me back in. And it's so interesting, man. Like, once you're clear. See, I got clear. And the way that I got clear was there was a day where I went to one of the sales um, managers that ran the store. And mind you, like, we're all young. We're all like 18, 19, 20. But we bring, we raking in cash. Like we raking it. We, we really moving units in, in the business. Like I have the times that, okay, 25 iPhones come in, you know, like, like I'm traveling with iPhones in the back and I'm like, man, like I'm, now I think about it, man. Like you see me, I'm wearing a hoodie with a backpack and like little do you know, I would have like $25,000 worth of phones in my backpack. Like, you know what? Like no one has, has a crew who like who I am I'm just wearing a hoodie just going into the mall and then I and then I get to the mall I'm like what's up guys and I just put the phones in phones in and like so so I went to my one of my sales managers he's like 18 from the streets um but he's he's keen he's like mm -hmm. you, like I didn't I didn't bring I I mean I brought in some people who were like like in the streets mind, mentally um but they never worked out it was the people who were in the streets but like it was a way to, like, that's all they knew. That's, that's all that they knew. That's, so, so but, but they wanted more for themselves. They wanted the, the, the right lifestyle. So I remember that this one, one dude where, like, his, everything was, like, messed up. Like, driver's license was messed up. Paperwork was all messed up. And, <laughs> and but his mindset was, like, yo, I want to be able to succeed. Still to this day, like, now he's running a, clothes, a successful clothing brand. Uh, works for a trillion dollar organization now he's a leader in that company I'm not going to say their name or his name for protection reasons but I remember that like that that mindset and I'm grateful that me going after my goals supported so many people like my second hand I he was working at Chuck E. Cheese when I first met him now he's a real estate investor why because like the experience led him to believe that more was possible that completely more was possible so what I have to share with your audience uh, Tara is that what I believe and what I see is that each woman, each woman has a specific innate desire. It's not that your desire needs to be suppressed. It's that you have an innate specific desire. And your innate specific desire may not look like Tara's. It may not look like Oprah's or so-and-so. And what I see that's taking place is that there's a question because there's so much information online as to who you can become mm -hmm. that if you're not clear on who you are, one day I'm going to be like Tara. Next day I'm going to be like Oprah. Oh, you know, I want to be like Michelle Obama and I want to raise the, the next president in my house. Like I'm going to, 
I, I should be like the doctor. I should be like my neighbor. And like you're, you get this shiny object syndrome. And then next thing you know, you catch yourself at 52 years old. Like, where did time go? Mm-hmm. And, and innately, you already had a decision. So here, I'm going to give you, uh, give your people a, a strategy on how to do that. And this is going to be a chapter eight in my book, which is called Values of Toil. That was the, the key determining factor that got me here, uh, Tara. One day, I sat in my office. I went to the dude and I said, hey, man, what do you want in life? And he said to me, I don't, I don't really know. I said, that's cool. Let's not get that specific. Let's create a list of, toil, of values of our toil. Now, values is the standard or characteristics that we live by. Toil is the work that we do. So what are the standard or characteristics of the work that we do for our life? That's what values of toil is. So what I did was I wanted to describe the lifestyle that I was living. It wasn't necessarily what I was doing, but the lifestyle I was living and what the impact I was making. And in the book, I share with people like the step-by-step on how to. But I decided that, hey, I don't want to be, I want to be free from inventory. Why did I have to make that choice? Well, in the cell phone business, I had to stay in the state of Rhode Island or a state of, I had multiple states. So I had to stay in those states because I, I couldn't leave because my inventory had me stuck there. So I wanted to be free from inventory. I can travel to any state, any country to do business. That was one of the things. Then I said I would travel. I wanted to say I would wear a suit to do business. Why? Because the boss wore the suit in my head. Mm-hmm. I'm coming from wearing hoodies and, and the, like hoodies and, and, and jeans and, and backpacks of thousands of dollars. I remember, like, the, like that's the lifestyle I was living where you couldn't, I couldn't fold the money. Because one of the locations was a cash business, we put money in the safe. So I would put it into a backpack. I would put it into a tamper-proof bag that you can only zip once from the bank and then put stuff into a backpack. And, and I remember like that lifestyle. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror like, yo, you don't, you're making, but you don't look like the boss. So the boss wears a suit. So I remember saying my industry or my business, I would wear a suit. So I kept on going, I, I kept on going down the list. I said, uh, my work will be mobile from my laptop and I could technically work on a beach. Mentors will be able to pour into me and aid my success. I can maximize revenue from one location versus multiple locations. Like that was, I was clear on what I wanted because in order to grow the cell phone business, you have to open up more stores, more people. Hey, I said I could work in one place and maximize revenue. I got clear. Then what happened is when I moved to California, I got to LA. So, so I got clear within the 86 days. Uh, of wanting to leave Rhode Island, the East Coast. I moved to Cali. It was an opportunity to become a speaker. I looked at back of my values of toilets. I said, check, yep, I can travel. Check, where is suit. Check, mentors will pour into me. Check, I am the owner of the company. Check, I can maximize revenue from one location versus multiple. Check, I'm inventory free. I said, yo, does it, is, um, uh, I, said, I said, does it make an impact where I can te- you know, support the world? check. I said, this is it. I'm done. I found it. I found what I wanted. And then I, com- and then I committed to become the best in the industry in my lifetime. And you're on your way. I know you're on your way. I'm getting that book. I'm getting that book. And we're going to put the link in wherever the link is going to go in here on the podcast, or I think I might actually send this out. So check in your email as well. Um, I'm getting that book. I cannot wait to read What's it called? It's called No, no More, More Average? Average Book.com. 
Okay. No more average book dot no uh no more average book dot com. That's again no more average book dot com. No more average book dot com. Uh, no more average book dot com. Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna step on the marketer. People are just gonna remember that that sound, man. No more average book dot com. You guys gotta follow this guy. You crack me up. Andy, you've inspired me, you've empowered me. I'm so excited to be in your community, be around you more, and come to one of your events. So um, we didn't get to touch on it a lot, but I really recommend if you are listening to this podcast, check out Progression Conference. Maybe you can speak on Andy's stage. Check him out. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. See you later. Thank you so much, Tara. I want to thank you for listening and subscribing to The Smart Woman Show. My vision for you is that you would experience the same level of success me and my friends have. Break open that vision, girl. DM me on Instagram at Oldridge, and I will send you a link to book a free strategy call with one of my success coaches today. Let's do this.